And the talk just keeps on coming. You can do anything. You can say anything you want to say. TalkZone.com. It's time for Healthy Talk Radio. Healthy Talk Radio with Julian Whitaker, MD, America's wellness doctor, and Deborah Ray, America's first lady of health. Coming to you live from the headquarters of the Global Health Network and across the world wide web. <gasps> Computers can do that? It's America's longest running radio program dedicated to your health and wellness. What's taking place here is an alternative approach. Get in on the phone lines now by calling 1-800-307-3002. Now, here's Dr. Whitaker and Deborah Ray. Good day. Welcome to Healthy Talk Radio. I'm Deborah Ray. We're at the 30th anniversary of the Great American Smokeout this week. Now, 60 college campuses have gone smoke-free. He joins us on a regular basis, our resident medical expert. You know him best as America's wellness doctor, Julian Whitaker, MD, here to take up a topic. In fact, uh, could be you. Could it be your thyroid? We'll talk about reversing sluggish thyroid function, connecting the thyroid to what's going on with the rest of your body, and our phone line's open. We invite you to give us a call, any of your health care questions, focusing today on thyroid at one 800 307 right here on Healthy Talk Radio. Now the news and views about the news you won't hear anywhere else. The Healthy Talk Radio News Digest. And with our mission to present to you the healthcare news and views from credible sources that you won't hear anywhere else, America's Wellness, Dr. Gene Whitaker, MD, joins us today. Dr. Whitaker, hello and welcome. Good morning, Deborah. So nice to be with you. How's the weather in Florida? 70 and sunny. Hey, we have, that's the same thing we have it out here. I don't believe our listeners realize that we're separated by a whole continent. We sound so natural together, right? And at, actually, when those callers come in, they can be from anywhere as well, and we'll all sound like we're on the same page. <laughs> they could be right between us. <laughs> they could. Well, the American College of Rheumatology uh, was holding their annual scientific meeting in Boston. They heard an interesting um, double-blind, randomized, double-blind, placebo-controlled clinical trial that was done at Tufts University, Dr. Whitaker. Mm-hmm. They took a look at men and women, um, all of whom had some knee osteoarthritis. These were were people in their 60s, and then started measuring the blood levels of their vitamin D. (laughs) What they concluded is that vitamin D is an effective disease-modifying intervention for knee osteoarthritis. If there's something about low vitamin D levels that actually worsens knee pain with people who have knee osteoarthritis. Excuse me, i got to go get my vitamin D. It's right by my bed. <laughs> Wouldn't it, be without it, would we? <laughs> wouldn't be without it. I, my, I have 2,000-unit capsules. I take one of them a day, to, winter or summer, because I want to get plenty of vitamin D. It's non-toxic at that level. And I think this osteoarthritis um, relationship might have something to do with the well-known aspect of vitamin D maintaining bone health and strength. Because uh, vitamin D and calcium are essential for the uh, for the growth of bones, it prevents rickets, and um, as you get older, that does not mean your requirement for vitamin D goes down. But this is just yet another feather in the uh, enormously growing hat of benefits of vitamin D. 
Absolutely, absolutely. Well, here's uh, two interesting studies uh, published in the current uh, journal Neurology that speak to the fact that your lifestyle makes a difference, Dr. Whitaker. Mm-hmm. The first uh, found that people who ate more Mediterranean, who ate fish at least once a week or took uh, some sort of fish oil supplement, had a 40% lower risk of uh, dementia. If they ate fruits and vegetables once a day, they could reduce the risk of dementia by 35%. And then the second study, taking beta-carotene supplements, uh, they, co- they scored significantly higher on tests of verbal memory that nutrients make a difference for our ability to, to remember, Dr. Whitaker. Yes, they do. And um, in our next hour, we're going to be talking about some of the drugs that uh, are given for lowering the cholesterol level that reduce memory and reduce mental function. And the nutrients that help mental function, the beta-carotene, the uh, antioxidants, uh, and also those elements that that slow down the inflammatory responses to preserve mental function is very important. Makes a difference, absolutely. Well, speaking of um, the the carotenoids, um, interesting study out in the Journal of the National Cancer Institute. They're taking a look at uh, former smokers who we know still have a risk for a certain period of years. It's estimated to be up to 10 years of lung cancer once they stop smoking. They started mm-hmm. using forms of vitamin A and um, um, vitamin E, uh, 1,200 international units of, of vitamin E, uh, a milligram per kilogram of body weight of a form of vitamin A, and found uh, that the combination of vitamin A and vitamin E dramatically reduced the risk of lung cancer in former smokers, Dr. Whitaker. That's very exciting because I know there was a study a long time ago that got a lot of press in the lay public uh, on beta-carotene actually causing an increase in lung cancer in smokers. And beta-carotene is a form of vitamin A. And what was not mentioned in that study is that the beta-carotene that was used had a dye that was present in the, um, in the supplement that was known to, to increase cancer. Yet that was not publicized, though it was noted in the, in the research. Yet here, now we have vitamin A, which is, uh, you know, the uh, sister, which is a sister or brother of beta carotene, sure. actually reducing exactly uh, the, the lung cancer that was studied several years ago. So um, the truth will out sooner or later that these nutrients are most of the time and almost invariably safe and beneficial, and beneficial at a very big amount very large, very statistical amount of health benefits can come from nutritional supplementation. Absolutely. Knowing that if you're smoking, you're, you're depleting the body of certain nutrients in the first place. Mm-hmm. Good to know that additional nutrients that can help you recover that damage that you've, uh, that you've potentially done to your lungs. Absolutely. Well, the study appeared in the journal Phytomedicine. It came from Columbia University. They took a look at extracts from black cohosh. Uh, quote, they stop breast cancer cells in their tracks. <laughs> and mm. apparently, uh, adding to that growing body of evidence uh, that there are certain plant compounds that can be great um, um, the hormone modulators, uh, reducing our risk of, of breast cancer. And, of course, uh, there are certain herbs that, that have this, the same benefit for prostate cancer as well, Dr. Whitaker. In black cohosh. I know black cohosh took a... Black eye several years ago when 
when it was inaccurately uh, linked to liver problems. And I say inaccurately because the study that was published, a very a single study, was you know just close to fraudulent because the individual was in a lawsuit with Black Cohosh. Uh, the individual, the physicians that published the study were uh, their expert witnesses, which, by the way, they were thrown out as expert witnesses by the judge because they knew nothing about black cohosh or its relationship to liver disease. Yet they published a study implying that black cohosh was the reason for the uh, liver problems, and that went all over the world. I know. No sense. And there was no evidence that the study was actually fabricated. I think it was obviously fabricated to influence the uh, legal process of expertise, but it actually was all it did was give a black black eye to black cohosh. It didn't feel it didn't fool anybody in the lawsuit. But here we have a study showing that black cohosh can help to reduce breast cancer. So not only is it helpful in the liver disease in liver, um, and and helpful with women who are want to use black cohosh for you know uh, the symptoms of, of 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 declining estrogen and progesterone, but now it reduces breast cancer, or it seems to. That's a very exciting study. I'm mm-hmm. glad to hear about that. And this was actually funded by NIH. Wonderful. Well, I we we talked about it yesterday. I've waited. It has appeared nowhere in the uh, in the U.S. literature. And uh, with uh, this week's proceedings of the National Academy of Science, talking about the brains of children with ADHD developing more slowly, I want to get your input on um, the multimodal treatment study of children with ADHD. Apparently, it was started at the University of Buffalo uh, back in the 1990s, uh, Dr. Whitaker. And after one year, they proclaimed that children who were medicated for ADHD did better than children who just got therapy. And everybody acknowledges that that tripled, quadrupled the use of these medications. They've continued this clinical trial all these years. Only (laughs) the British press reported on it yesterday. And what the uh, the author of the study, Professor uh, Pelham at University of uh, Buffalo, was quoted as saying, I think we've exaggerated the beneficial impact of medication. We thought that children medicated longer will have better outcomes. That didn't uh, uh, happen to be the case. There are no beneficial effects of medication, and the impact was negative instead. Oh, my goodness. And now we have tens of millions yeah. Yeah. of our children taking dangerous medications that are, 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 are similar to the cocaine in its action on the brain. I want to hear more. Hold that thought. We'll be mm. back with more of Dr. Whitaker talking about your thyroid on Healthy Talk Radio. Serving up classic health tips for over 20 years, your only source for health news and information. Healthy Talk Radio with Deborah Ray and Dr. Julian Whitaker. We don't stand on ceremony here. We're here for you. Our lines are open. Your health care challenges at 1-800-307-3002. America's wellness doctor, Julian Whitaker, MD, joining us today to address a condition. You may not know it, but it's actually more prevalent than type 2 diabetes in this country. But we're winding up um, the, the publishing of the results of a, a long-term study on children with ADHD taking medications at the University of uh, of Buffalo, and nowhere in the U.S. (laughs) press did anybody report on these outcomes that drugs for ADHD 
are, quote, not the answer, unquote, Dr. Whitaker. I just, it's just frightening that the media is owned by the pharmaceutical companies. They just don't report information that is, that is vital to parents and physicians when it comes to how we treat our children. We are over-medicating our children. We are medicating younger and younger children. I know that um, the pediatric age group, the fastest growth of drugs in the pediatric age group is psychotropic drugs. They're giving two-year-olds Prozac now for behavior modification. And we are, we are destroying or actually damaging the, the legacy that we're leaving behind in our children. They are um, not going to be able to function as well. They're not going to develop as well. Uh, they have to go through stages. Um, all boys go through oppositional stages. They all challenge authority. Sure. So this is a normal, natural behavior. I know when I was in high school, I graduated from high school in 1962. I can't think of a single classmate in 1962 that was taking a psychotropic drug, except for one friend who had epilepsy, and he was taking Dilantin. And I just, it amazes me now that you will have 50% of your class taking a psych drug. It's astounding. It is one of the most dangerous things we're doing to the American culture, drugging our children. And it's so it's so idiotic, Deborah, because... When you think about it, we have this just say no to drugs, right? Sure. And then we have these no drug zones where if you get caught with marijuana close to a school, it triples the fine or whatever. But we ha- we take more drugs in the school than the children take out of school. We We pollute our children more with legal drugs and prescription drugs than they pollute themselves with illegal drugs. And um, in some cases, the prescription drugs, in my opinion, are more dangerous than some of the illegal drugs. Oh, they've got black box warnings now. Oh, it's just amazing. It's just it amazing. is amazing. We've got a lot to talk about uh, about thyroid today, but uh, Kim wants to talk with you, uh, Dr. Whitaker. Hi, Kim. You're on the air with Dr. Kim, Whitaker. What's up? Um, hi, Dr. Whitaker. Thank you for taking my call. I no have a problem. question. Um, I was on taking porcine two capsules a day. It's 125 milligrams per capsule taking that twice a day and taking a T3 Cytomel, um, mm-hmm. two capsules a day, 25 MCG. And um, I went to another doctor who's a naturopathic, and he says, let's do a thyroid panel, which he did. And he says, my T3 was too high, came back like six point something. Mm-hmm. And so um, I really wasn't concerned. I said, well, I feel fine. I finally got it regulated. I've been on this like seven years. And he says, well, if your T3 is too high, it can lead to thinning of the bones. So that got me worried. Mm-hmm. So we've been trying to lower the T3, and I do terrible when we mess with the dosage. I'm either too high with the T4 or I just, I'm very symptomatic, I can't sleep. And I said, well, you know, maybe the blood work is saying I'm too high in T3, but when I lower it, I'm a mess. Uh, you have, listen, let me tell you what your problem is. Okay? What? You have a problem of treating the numbers. When physicians treat the numbers, patients pay, and they pay with less results. And if they were treating the numbers and you were feeling better, that's different. But, you know, modestly high T3 levels don't add or don't increase uh, the, the bone problems anywhere significantly. You can counteract that just by taking some calcium and vitamin K and magnesium. 
I would treat you. And if we begin messing with your doses that you now are in good shape on, you know, just because of the lab work, they're not serving you. Does that answer your question? It, so if my T3 is always like 6 point something, don't worry about getting a T3 lower? Well, the T3 at 6.3, and I don't have the ranges here, but I believe was, that is within the normal range, is it not? Well, the range from the lab, this is lab core, was 2.3 to 4.2, and I always come out at 6.5. I'm looking at it now. Okay. And what is your T4? My T4, free T4, was 1. 8, 1.18. And, the and range what's the range for that? 0.61 to 1.76. And do you have a TSH? Yeah, my TSH is low, 0. 0.009. But so your TSH is low? Yeah, but okay. you see, what really just throws me off, for years I kept telling my conventional doctor, I have hyperthyroidism because it runs in my family. And he kept saying, your blood work is normal. And then after I had children, I, I think it just killed the thyroid, and I went completely the opposite. Mm-hmm. So I just think blood work sometimes just doesn't give indicative of what's going on. Well, I can understand where your physician is coming from when you have T3s that are about a third higher than what are ranges. Generally, people are within the high range or a normal range, you know, and they fiddle with it there. Um, I would simply work with the dosage and use both the lab work and how you feel to monitor your case. When I okay. lower my T3, my hair falls up. And then I, I would not lower it. So just even though the, the blood work saying, oh, it's high. Yeah, no, no. If you, if you lower T3 and you have such symptoms of low thyroid that you're losing hair, then obviously your system requires a higher level of T3 to have normal thyroid activity. Okay. Obviously. I mean, you don't have to be a rocket scientist to figure that out. Well, that's what I think. I'm so miserable. So you like this pore thing? You think that's a good thyroid, the compounded one? Sure. Like yeah, it? there's Westroid, there's Armour Thyroid. Um, I, I use Armour and Westroid mostly, and then I'll use a T3, you know, the ones that you mentioned as well. Cytomel. Yeah, the Cytomel. I, I think you're doing just fine. But I, I think that you need to have a, you need to have some compatibility with the, with your physician to where you don't want to treat the numbers if your symptoms of hypothyroidism are so significant when you reduce your dose. Okay? Okay, thank you very much, Doc. Yeah, you're welcome. Thank Good you. luck to you. Call us back. Let's know how it works. Okay, bye-bye. All the best, Kim. An open phone line, 1-800-307-3002. Let's say hello and welcome to Jim. You're on the air with Dr. Whitaker. Jim? Hello, Jim. Hi, Dr. Julian. Uh, I uh, have a brother up in Ohio that's uh, got a severe case of singles that just came on him recently, and I just mm-hmm. wondered what natural remedies I could suggest to him. Goodness gracious, this is the third time on this show I get a question about shingles. I know that there's some things that can be done about it. Number one, I think B12. If you take some B12, that will help with the pain of the shingles. Uh-huh. How severe is it? Uh, his legs are all blotched from his ankles to his knees. Now, shingles generally um, uh, occurs in the chest along the rib cage. Uh-huh. Is that the kind of shingles he has? I think so also, yeah. Okay. I've also and heard something from a, a neurologist. See what you think, uh, Dr. Whitaker, because he says uh, his success rate is 95% plus. That's good. He takes a, uh, a tincture, Jim, and I know you can find this um, actually uh, already done in a product, or I'm, I'm sure you could probably do your own, a tincture of echinacea and golden seal. Wow. Uses it topically on the shingle lesions as well as internally. 
Uh-huh. He has only had one failure, and he has treated dozens of cases in his wow. neurology practice for the last 15 years wow. this way. And he says it works every time, Dr. Whitaker. Now, yeah. where, could, where could he get a, a tincture? Does anyone make a tincture? Uh, Zand Herbal happens to make an, an, a, a tincture of echinacea and a, a golden seal, Jim. It's called Insure. Insure? Uh-huh. Wow. If but you mix it yourself, would it be about half and half? That's what he reports from his clinical practice. Uh-huh. Yes. yes. Yeah. So do that and put it both. Take it both orally and put it on. Right. Okay. Yeah. Secondly, for pain, what he could do is rub uh, DMSO on the areas that are paining. Jim, we don't want to cut you short. Jim, stay yeah. put right there. We're going to come back to you, back to others. Could it be your thyroid? Whitaker joins us today. The telephone number for you to join us is 1-800-307-3002, right here on Healthy Talk Radio. The information on Healthy Talk Radio may not represent the views of this network, this radio station, or its sponsors, but it might just be good for your health. Now, here's Julian Whitaker, MD, America's Wellness Doctor, and Deborah Ray, America's First Lady of Health. Our lines open. They are are always to you at one eight hundred three zero seven three zero zero two. With the topic on the table today, could it be your thyroid? Jim joining in. Um, I guess it was his brother or brother-in-law. Jim coming down with shingles. Welcome back. Have your old mother in the nursing home and told her the doctor said not to leave the house. He showed her his splotches and went back home. She, he said, "Don't go out in public. Is it really contagious?" What shingles? Uh, no. Okay. No, not significantly. Also, something that can help with shingles is lysine. That's an amino acid you can get in a health food store, 1,500 to 3,000 milligrams a day. Uh, for the pain, you can put on some uh, DMSO, um, and that will go through the skin. Just be sure that the skin is um, clean, and that is a very good pain reliever. And if you're having a lot of pain, there's a, a, a compounded substance called ketamine. You get it from a compounding pharmacy. You can't get it from a regular pharmacy. It has to be made by the pharmacist. Uh-huh. But this is a topical and can definitely eliminate the pain. We use a lot of it at critical Wellness for patients with diabetic neuropathy that have a lot of pain. Uh, we, treat, we treat the pain, but, but the topical ketamine, you have to get it from a compounding pharmacy. So first, to locate a compounding pharmacy in your area, then they will tell you which doctor will write the prescription, or any doctor can do it. Uh-huh. But he, but most of the time, doctors uh, that write prescriptions for compounding pharmacies are the ones that are most likely to help you with this. Wow. Okay. Well, I've got a head full of information now. Ketamine, K-E-T-A-M-I-N-E. Right. It's topical, uh, safe, and very effective as a pain reliever. I, with my patients, and also with me, I have a little back pain that I put some, this on. Uh, prior to playing golf, I use a little bit of DMSO with it, so that just makes it get it go through the skin a little bit better. Uh-huh. Okay, right. Hey, do those things and let us and let me know. Thank you both very much. God mm-hmm. bless. All right, Jim. All the best. An open phone line inviting you to join us toll free, no matter where you're listening to us at one eight hundred three zero seven three zero zero two. 
the sheer incidence of low thyroid function in this country is just amazing, Dr. Whitaker. And I'm not sure how we could actually get an accurate number on that because I, a lot of people that have normal or low normal thyroid measurements are clinically low thyroid. For instance, the, for the, the young lady that we just talked to that has even high levels but has clinical symptoms. And uh, what we do is we'll use a therapeutic trial. And a therapeutic trial is to start someone on thyroid, you know, monitor both the symptoms and the lab work. And we, uh, you know, j- adjust the dose primarily related to the symptoms and the effectiveness that we want, um, as well as the lab work, but we let the patient's um, response uh, speak to us louder than the lab work. And that that will uh, put a lot of people, a lot more people will be taking thyroid. I personally think that the underuse of thyroid is likely the most um, uh, prevalent medical, um, um, you know, blindness that you just, that, that conventional physicians just don't use thyroid anywhere near to alleviate some of the symptoms that their patients are having. It, it, to me, it would be a first line of defense for obesity. You know, thyroid increases sure. the metabolism. Sure. It, set, it creates the set point. Um, it will lower the BMI. It will increase energy. It will increase mental acuity. Um, it will do a lot of things that you just can't measure in a lab. And um, we do use the natural thyroid primarily because it has all the thyroid hormones in it, you know. So that was that is what I'm thinking about. I'm wondering, you know, how many cases of depression or even heart disease, uh, and you mentioned, you know, weight loss, um, that you know, the patient, you know, nobody ever looks at the whole, looks at the, you know, the wellness approach as you do, and low-functioning thyroid is completely overlooked, Dr. Whitaker. Yes, it is. There was a, a woman, I know uh, <clears throat> Jonathan Wright and Alan Gaby wrote about this, and she was a um, concentration camp survivor and lost her family. But for 45 years living in America, she was just chronically depressed and unhappy. And everybody says, hey, you've got reason to be chronically depressed and unhappy because of your past. Yet, that her thyroid levels were low normal, and so a physician gave her a trial on thyroid. Her mood elevated almost immediately, and she became a happy, focused, um, a productive individual. We, we tend to overlook the fact that uh, depression or, or sluggishness has something to do with thyroid. You know, we keep looking at depression as something to be treated with a psychotropic drug, when in reality, for many, it might be nothing more than simply a sluggish thyroid or, or, or inadequate amounts of thyroid hormone to um, give the optimum results. So you're absolutely right that, that uh, mood is sometimes best treated with improving the metabolism.
There are many who uh, to, you know, take a look at you know, basal temperature as a measure of thyroid mm-hmm. function, um, or even reflexes. You know, that's one of the, the older ways of, of looking at a patient's reflex in terms of thyroid function. So, so what makes you start to, to think, or is it, is it a combination of all of the above, of listening to the patient, that it could be their thyroid, Dr. Whitaker? Well, I think of, of, of thyroid almost when the patient walks in. Um, I'm um, kind of geared towards improving the health of patients so rather than treating the lab work. So if a patient has uh, conditions, uh, whether it's depression, obesity, uh, 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 you see, adult onset diabetes, um, these kinds of things, thyroid is going to come up in my radar screen. And I can measure it, and if it's low normal, I'm going to put the patient on a therapeutic trial. There is a lot of popularity with the underarm test. They say that the blood test doesn't matter, but still, it's just a test. And it is true that if you have to do the underarm test and you have 97 um, degrees uh, frequently, that that represents a low uh, thyroid function because the temperature is low, and then therefore you can use thyroid. But I like to keep it simple. Use thyroid in individuals that have symptoms that may respond in a favorable way from it. Monitor, use the test to monitor it primarily so that you don't overshoot. Um, to uh, don't overshoot, but, um, but those I not try to get away from tests. Yeah, and those not picking up on that. Um, uh, I've had so many people uh, write and, and call in and ask when you talked about a therapeutic trial. When it comes to your thyroid, help us to understand that in a little more detail, please, Dr. Whitaker. And this is taught in general medical school, too, in conventional schools. And let's take the thyroid. It's commonly known that if people with very low thyroid function have low thyroid levels on, on the blood test. That's commonly known. But when you look at the range, the range may go from 2 to 7. Okay, so you have someone who's in that range at three. Well, that's normal. That's a no, that's within the range of normality, or considered not out of bounds. Yet that individual has obesity, has fatigue, uh, has thinning hair, um, you know, uh, has some depression. So has a lot of the symptoms of thyroid. So what you do, though the the test is normal is that you do a therapeutic trial, meaning you start with a low dose of thyroid, you give the patient th- that thyroid and say, check back in one month and let's see what's going on. If the patient checks back and most of the symptoms or all of the symptoms are have improved, then you have indicated from that test that the patient has suboptimal thyroid and you can help the patient by uh, allow by continuing that medication, by continuing that therapy. That's a therapeutic trial. Very simple. Excellent, excellent. So when when we take a look at you know using laboratory tests for for, for thyroid, um, is that of, of more importance in terms of um, like the thyroid antibodies or hyperthyroidism, or it's just just you know part of the total picture, Doctor Whitaker? It's just part of the picture. For instance, in 2007, there was an Israeli study of 65 older patients who had low thyroid or subclinical low thyroid, okay. according to lab tests. Right. 
Um, they had uh, a BMI that was elevated. They looked at cognitive status. They looked at triglycerides. They looked at cholesterol and total cholesterol, and they were started on thyroid replacement. After three months, the blood pressure and the BMI, which is the basal metabolic index, mm-hmm. went down. Right. Lipids and cognitive function improved in virtually all of them. So even though they had low normal thyroid, the use of thyroid made a big difference in other measurements, both the cholesterol level, the LDL cholesterol, and the um, uh, basal metabolic index. Isn't that amazing? Yes, Isn't it is. Isn't that amazing? And, and when you think <laughs> about this, this, um, this terrible myopic view of cholesterol, by giving a drug that really does have toxic side effects, the statin drugs, then the thyroid doesn't have these side effects and improves the uh, metabolic function and other symptoms of a variety of uh, areas. So, you know, the first thing when you're looking at high cholesterol or high triglyceride, or like one of the first things, would be diet and thyroid. Because low thyroid is associated with high blood lipids. Normal thyroid is associated with lower blood lipids. So you just have another tool to improve the, uh, an individual's health and sense of well-being as well as lower the cholesterol level and reduce the risk of cardiovascular disease. Amazing, amazing. Now, well, you know, the, the growing appreciation that uh, the, you know, the thyroid functions best with, with certain key nutrients. Give us an overview of uh, you know, some of those nutrients um, like selenium and iodine, Dr. Whitaker. Well, selenium and iodine are necessary. Iodine probably has gotten the most press when it comes to thyroid because a lot of people you know, want to take iodine and the uh, sea products. Uh, that are loaded with iodine. The average iodine level is just half of what it was 30 years ago. Wow. So wow. It's, it's like testosterone. Yeah. It's frightening yeah. when I read that, that men have a 20% drop in testosterone level yeah. on the average over just 50 years. That's just, that is terribly frightening. Uh, there are environmental toxins that will interfere with iodine uptake. But to increase your iodine, just eat iodine-rich seafood, especially seaweed, iodized salt. The recommended daily allowance of iodine is only 150 micrograms, and uh, virtually all of the multiple vitamins that I have seen, or most of them, we're going to have some iodine in it. So you need to make to um, uh, take iodine. Secondly, selenium is a common underlying cause of hypothyroidism. Um, and that's underutilized and, and not known. Hashimoto's thyroiditis could be treated with 200 micrograms of selenium, and this will decrease autoimmune-induced inflammation of this thyroiditis. So here we have orthomolecular substances that can be used to treat rather significant diseases. And I was was interested recently to uh, to read you know the Japanese uh, you know they eat a, a lot more seafood and sea vegetables than we do, get on average you know triple or more uh, intake of iodine on a regular basis uh, a regular basis per day than the average American, Dr. Whitaker. Mm-hmm. And they have less thyroid problems yeah, over in yeah. Japan. And um, it, you know we we eat so little of the seafood that we are low in both in iodine and we're also very low in fish oil. You know, the fish oil, I think, is more important to 
to compensate for with nutrients then would be the iodine. But both of them um, uh, would be to enhance our um, intake of, of the seafoods that are high in iodine and much higher in the omega-3 fatty acids that you commonly find in fish. You know, well, no. Healthcare crisis, all we have to do is uh, optimize Americans' nutrition. <laughs> we would take them out of the doctor's offices and hospitals in droves, Dr. Whitaker. Yes, we would. <laughs> uh, we wouldn't be very popular, but that's what, <laughs> that, that would be the results. Now, you mentioned thyroid supplementation, and so many people are just, you know, given the Synthroid and told, oh, you mm-hmm. know, we, we, we can't, you know, it's too hard to, you know, we really can't, you know, the other doses, I mean, you just really can't titrate them, you know, without the Synthroid. Uh, but, you know, well, so- <clears throat> Synthroid is T4, and T4 is converted into the more active T3. Um, Armathyroid contains T4 and T3. Uh-huh. So if you're taking Synthroid, you may not get good results because your ability to convert that right. into the T3 could be reduced. Hold that thought. We'll pick it up when we return. America's Wellness Doctor, Julian Whitaker, MD, joining us today. Could it be your thyroid? 800-307-3002. Your thyroid questions on Healthy Talk Radio. America's number one source for healthcare information, news, and medical breakthroughs. Making America healthy coast to coast. It's Healthy Talk Radio with Deborah Ray and Dr. Julian Whitaker. Dr. Whitaker uh, talking today about could it be your thyroid? Our lines are open. Let's say hello to Debbie who listens in New York. You're on the air with Dr. Whitaker. Hi, Debbie. Hi. How can we help you today? Well, I believe that I have a thyroid problem, but my doctor took the thyroid test, and it came back normal. So he said that thyroid therapy wouldn't do me any good. Now, how? Um, why do you think you have a thyroid problem? Well, I've gone on the Internet to look it up and stuff, and it has, like, common symptoms. And, mm-hmm. and what are your symptoms? They're, I'm tired, uh, loss of sex drive, constipation, I'm moody, um... I can't remember things really well. I got puffy hands and feet in my face. Okay, here's, here's, you're an excellent example of where I think doctors lose an opportunity to help. You should take thyroid on a therapeutic trial. We've been talking a lot about a therapeutic trial on the radio. Um, for your physician to say your thyroid wouldn't help doesn't make any sense because he doesn't know that it wouldn't help because he hasn't given it a try. That's what a therapeutic trial is all about. Um, I would simply try to get your physician to give you some thyroid. Armathyroid is the best, but any kind of thyroid would be okay to begin with. And if he doesn't, just get another doc who will. It's a very simple thing to do. This is not rocket science. This is not challenging the church. This This is very simple to do. And it astounds me that conventional physicians are so resistant to simply complying with a reasonable request from an informed patient about a therapeutic trial on an extremely safe and very inexpensive therapy. therapy. I just, I don't understand it. It's oh, easy to do. That's what I've been saying. <laughs> you know, I've got all these symptoms and everything. Why don't you get another doctor? Why don't you get another doctor? 
Why don't you get another doctor? I think that's what I should do. I think so. Give it one more try, and then if it, if it, if he still resists to just giving it a trial for three months, get another doctor. Pretty easy to do. All right, I think I will take your advice. All right, and hey, look, call us back, okay? Okay, thanks. I would, I would wager that with the symptoms that you uh, gave us, yeah, that they're going to improve. Too. They are going to improve. I would, I would bet money on it. But anyway, do it and call us back. And if I lose, I would lose money. I've lost bets before in the past. <laughs> I don't okay. think this one, though, Debbie. Call us back. <laughs> thanks so much. We've been talking about it. Could it be your thyroid? Our thanks to Dr. Whitaker. Our thanks to each and every one of you. If you missed anything, there's more online, healthytalkradio.com. In fact, you can go back and listen again because the show archive for two weeks at HealthyTalkRadio.com. I'm Deborah Ray reminding you, live long, stay healthy.